Welcome to Voices of Experience, the official podcast of the National Speakers Association. I am your host, technology strategist and futurist, Crystal Washington. Our past few episodes have centered on shifts in our industry as a result of COVID-19. Now, to remain relevant, we have to tackle another shift. Both us and our clients are seeing protests around the United States and the world triggered by, one, the deadly acts of violence against George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and Ahmaud Arbery, and two, citizens being recorded weaponizing the police against black people in normal, everyday environments in the United States. This might be one of the toughest topics we've ever tackled in the history of this podcast, but as thought leaders, our clients, followers, and audience members are depending on us, no matter our areas of expertise, to lead them through this painful time. I know this is, rightfully so, an emotionally triggering topic. I know it is for me. We're going to explore this as we do all topics on VOE from the perspective of the speaking business. Full transparency, as we're living in a rapidly changing world, this episode was recorded on June 2nd, 2020. We only get one chance to get this right, and luckily for us, we have two experts with unique backgrounds who will help us embrace bold thought leadership during civil unrest. On this episode of Voices of Experience, we have Glenn Guyton, who is the first African-American executive director of a historic peace church that's primarily Swiss-German in heritage. He also happens to be a corporate diversity and inclusion speaker. Our second guest on VOE is Tony Chapman, who works with high-ranking federal leaders and law enforcement to create a healthy and inclusive culture. Glenn and Tony, welcome to Voices of Experience. Thanks so much. I'm so excited that you all are here. You know, let's let's dive right on in. Okay, so my first question, and and I would love for Tony to kick us off. As speakers, right? Because this is what this is about. We are professional speakers. Why do we need to even have this discussion on civil unrest that's happening all over the United States right now? Like. Would it actually be better and safer to just stay silent and focus on business? Well, first thing, it's just the right thing to do. You know, we're in a time of really civil unrest, and we need to be speaking out with whatever our ethics are. Second, sure, it would be safer in the short term, but definitely not better. In the short term, You don't have to worry about the backlash of saying the wrong thing and all the uncomfortable conversations. But the reality is people are taking notice right now. And what we're seeing is as brands are now starting to speak up, they're being reminded of the previous times where they didn't. Mm. And so we're setting ourselves up now for the future because we may be judged in the future, not only as individuals, but as a brand by our current silence. So I think it's really critical because many of our companies hire us not only because of our skills, but because of our trust, our ethics and our integrity. And they're watching us. Wow. So as they're developing these new brand promises, it sounds like what you're saying is that when they're looking at bringing in experts, which is what we are, to help them, whether it's speaking or consulting, if we're not in alignment with their new direction or their highlighted direction, that can hurt us. 
Yeah, I mean, we've seen in the past celebrities and athletes lose all of their endorsements because of some controversy they've been stuck in and they've been caught in. And now they're no longer in alignment with the corporate vision and the values that are you know, from their sponsors. The same thing can happen to us if all of a sudden, as brands are becoming more value focused, especially at this time, mm-hmm. if they don't view us as being in alignment, we can have all the talent in the world. We'll still be unemployed. Wow. Glenn, why do you think speakers should or or should speakers even be speaking out about this right now? Should we just kind of focus and just focus on what our normal topics are? Well, we are speakers. Uh, We we aren't quieters. Uh, (laughs) And if we are a speaker or a consultant, we have to be able to leverage the current context to provide solutions to our clients. What's going on in our nation now is very disruptive. it's going to prevent us from being able to do our jobs if we don't present uh, viable solutions to our clients. How do you navigate the culture that we are in right now? We aren't supposed to be neutral. We're supposed to be thought leaders. We're supposed to get ahead of the problems that are going on in society and say, hey, uh, corporate guy, hey, corporate uh female CEO, these are the things that you can do in order to mitigate the crisis at the moment. There's a lot of stuff going on. Companies need our voice and they need solutions in order to be able to move move through uh, this minefield of conflict that we have going on right now. You know, I, what's really interesting about what you said is that, you know, VOE, we've had Randy Gage on before and Scott McCain on before, and they both touched on thought leadership. And it's interesting because something that came out of their conversations was the fact that everyone's not going to be happy with what you have to say when you're a thought leader, but that's okay because you actually have thought leadership that actually builds your brand. The second thing that came out of that, Glenn, is what's interesting is I had a conversation with one of my clients yesterday. I'm a technology speaker. It was about a technology project. And I remember one of them was late onto the call and said, oh, we were just pulled into this DNI meeting and we're, you know, we're figuring out how to navigate all of this. And so, Glenn, it sounds to me like these are opportunities for speakers as well in our leadership because our, our clients can't afford to ignore this right now. They're being pulled into meetings. That's right. And like Tony said, you know, people are paying attention to silence. And so if you think about this country, uh, you know, we have divides based on our political parties, based on our our race, our ethnicity, but you know, those things are pretty much even in in general. So, Mm -hmm. so half the country is paying attention to one thing, maybe half the country is paying attention to another thing. And then there are a few people, you know, on the fringes that are kind of vacillate back and forth. And so your silence, uh, if you aren't learning how to communicate across that, those differences, you're going to be lost. You're, you're going to lose more than half the people. So being able to, to speak to people with differing uh, views and opinions and to bring, bring about some type of collaboration, communication is a very important part of what we do as speakers. So when we're trying to bring together people of different opinions, as you talked about, let's talk about different opinions. You know, we all have unconscious bias that influences our opinion. And I'd love to kick this off with you, Glenn. How might our biases be influencing how we're judging current events and even what we can do about these things? Well, well, first of all, I think the term unconscious bias is a, is a cop out because at some point we are wise enough to understand that we have these biases. So I prefer to use the term implicit bias, uh, which means that uh, we understand there's something unresolved 
but we're, we're not quite sure how to deal with it. And so we have to come into these situations with these mindsets set and say, let me take a step back. You know, what are the barriers that I'm not aware of? What are my blind spots? I do that with every audience that I get in front of. I say, well, what's the culture of your audience? Uh, what do they like? Uh, will this joke be appropriate for this, this group? Because me as an African-American, uh, my sense of humor may be different from uh, some Midwestern uh, rural town that I'm speaking. And I, and I speak to Midwestern rural uh, clients. And right. so I changed my jokes, right? I changed my jokes. I changed some of the things that I use as my examples. And so because I realized that I have a bias, I realized that I have some blind spots. So I need to be cognizant of those in order to deliver properly to my clients. I love it. Tony, what do you think about unconscious bias and how we can uh, overcome it, work around it, or, or maybe even using Glenn's term implicit bias? You all are the experts. Sure. I mean, and I would like to add on to that. I, I do think, number one, I think the, the phrase unconscious bias is overused. Mm. It's misapplied to situations where the bias is not unconscious at all. Mm. It's just an easy escape. Ooh. I do think that there are unconscious biases. And, you know, here's the problem. When we think of bias. We think of racism. We think of sexism. We think of prejudice. I like to think of it in terms of the algorithm that we use to make decisions mm. and that expands it entirely. Right. Because now, you know, I consciously have an algorithm that I use to make decisions, but also running in the background that I'm not always aware of. I have another algorithm that may be sabotaging my decision-making process. So then what happens is, you know, we, we get this current stream of information. We, we find out information. The problem is it's primarily from, people who look like us or think like us, or we find information from sources that we like and that make us comfortable. So we're literally drinking from a contaminated source. Mm. Then we take that new information and we vet it with a flawed subjective algorithm. And so we're literally assessing a contaminated information with a faulty algorithm. And so what that should tell us is when Glenn used the phrase blind spots, there are so many blind spots and the fact that we're not aware of them is what makes them blind spots that you can be absolutely certain that you're right. But if you're not willing to listen to other viewpoints, if you're not willing to step back and really examine the situation from the outside and then adjust as Glenn just mentioned, because that's what we have to do. You know, we, mm -hmm. you, you talked about, is there a risk in speaking out? I speak to law enforcement, you know, and I'm speaking out about bias. There couldn't be more risk, right? But at the same time, you know, A, I vet my information and I know the information that I'm giving law enforcement because of how it's going to be digested is very different than the information that I give, you know, a civilian corporate client because they're coming in with a very different worldview. Okay. Okay. Wow. Now that's powerful. And I mean, it, it gives all of us something to work on. Like literally all of us can take the steps that you all talked about and, and look at the biases that we, we probably know we have yeah. <laughs> that we can work on and be open to hearing other people. So Glenn, as we interact with our peers, employees, clients, and audiences, how can we be sensitive to their experiences and feelings as we interact with them? Well, for one thing, I think we can just always listen, listen, learn, uh, just like uh, what you do with any of your clients, you know, uh, ask questions, try to learn a little bit more so that your, your interaction can be more, more thoughtful. Mm -hmm. uh, but the other thing, you know, because I know some of us are, are patriots, right? You know, think about 
some of the foundations of this country that we talk about, mm -hmm. uh, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Mm -hmm. I like to change those for my client. I said, life is about safety. We want to make sure that uh, whatever we're doing, how we're living our lives, that people still feel safe, that they can go up and down the street, that they can do business with us and not feel threatened. The other point is access. Do people have access to the tools they need to live their life? Uh, are they able to, to get where they need to go uh, just to be normal human beings, uh, nonetheless successful. And then the last thing is that pursuit of happiness. Do we all have the opportunity to elevate ourselves in life? We all want those three things in, in, in life. We want to be able to live. We want to be able to get the stuff we need to get to do our jobs. And we want to have the same opportunity as anyone else to elevate ourselves in life. That's what we have to remember in our uh, interactions with each other. We all want the same things. We may go about it differently, but we all want the same things. And so as we start to judge people, think about, well, what is their motivation? Why are they really doing this? Well, it's probably just one of those three things. It's nothing nefarious. They're not trying to take anything from you. They just want the same opportunities that you have in order to be able to get to where they want to go. Now that's powerful. And that, that, that gives us a whole different perspective as we're reaching out across tables and as we're even helping our clients navigate this situation. Because, you know, Glenn and Tony, I think you all are so fortunate in this day and age and that this is your topic, but this is coming up for technology speakers like me and speakers who speak on general leadership and people that speak on mindfulness and meditation. And so I think we're all being called to guide our clients through this. And, and thank you for giving us those tools. Now, speaking of guiding clients, Tony, some of us are facilitators. So topics uh, of over-policing, inequality, protests, et cetera, they can all come up in our online sessions. How do we handle that, Tony? Well, first thing I would say is, if you don't know something, you just don't know. And it's one of those things that if you don't know, don't answer. You can't fake it, at least not for long. There are gonna be times when the question comes up and it's not appropriate or has nothing to do with what you're trying to say. And I think it's very safe to just go, you know, that's outside of the scope of today's topic, but I'm willing to discuss this with you later. Okay. That's a very fair answer and a kind of a get out of jail free card. Okay. You know, uh, if the topic's going to be approached, you have to take control of the conversation. So setting guidelines about what can and can't be discussed, for example, no politics, no attacking other people's beliefs, making sure that it's a safe environment. Mm -hmm. And the goal is to really first listen and then to either calm their emotions or redirect that energy into something that's more constructive. Mm -hmm. All of us have been in situations where, you know, we've seen in a public setting, someone try to be corrected and it always ends in defensiveness. So you really want to avoid anything that's like that you you're really trying to be a help and a conduit not just a corrector who's there with all of your you know dogmatic beliefs right the key to the whole thing is you can't lose control of the room and the beauty of doing it online so this is this is awesome because if it was in person would be much harder so online especially if it's in a webinar setting people's cameras are probably off 
and their audio is off and they're going through a chat room. So you can easily just ignore someone's comment because <laughs> there are people that will try to take over your webinar. I'm sure we've all seen that. And right. You're in a live situation. You're looking at like, oh my gosh, how do I deal with this? You know, if you've got 15 comments coming through and one person says something crazy, you just skip that and go to the next one. And I've never had someone go, hey, wait, you didn't address my comment. If it was clearly like, you know, out of line that way. Right. So it just makes, it makes it so much easier in a virtual environment because you actually have a lot more control because of the technology. Okay. And you're not saying don't address it at all, but occasionally some people are probably more emotional and are not, not even just emotional, but I think we have those gotcha people sometimes. Right. So it sounds to me right. like you're saying, you know, constructive conversation that you feel qualified to lead. Yes. But if, for those gotcha people, you're saying it's okay to just skip over them. Right. You know, there are people who always have a smart comment to everything you do, or they got the gotcha moments. And, you know, if you've addressed it once or twice throughout the presentation, don't feel obligated to keep doing that. You have to take control of the, of the environment. That's what you're there for. You're there to lead. You know, this, you know, I keep re referring back to past episodes of VOE, but it seems to me like what you're saying, Tony, is very much in alignment. And anyone who's listening that needs some additional guidance on this, you know, we had Jess Pettit and John Register on, and we had an episode called Controversy Embrace It, and it was kind of touching on these same type of things and, and the do's and don'ts behind it. So anyone listening, just an additional resource. All right, so you all have been incredibly generous, Glenn and Tony, with your information and your time. And so I want to leave us with action items, because as speakers, that's normally what we do for our audiences anyways, even coaches, we, we leave action items. So most of us aren't celebrities, but we do have far more influence than the average person. Can you provide us with a few data points or resources we can leverage to be informed as we wield our influence? And I would love to start with you, Glenn. Yeah, uh, I'll just tell you one thing that I actually did the last time we had uh, a shooting here in uh, in Dallas. Uh, I actually went and met with my uh, local sheriff. I asked questions. I want to be informed. I learned a little bit about policing techniques, to techniques, the things that uh, troubled them, the things that I could do better. Uh, so it was a very helpful uh, interaction. Uh, the other thing I would suggest is actually go to the Black Lives Matter the actual website, learn about the history of that organization, see what they actually do, not what you think that group does. It, okay. There is an official organization with official uh, action points that they want people to take. Uh, the other thing is just getting informed. Uh, 13th on Netflix is a, is a wonderful documentary. I think it sheds light on our current political uh, situation, but also talks about policing in, in this country and the mass incarceration uh, system. Okay. And the final um, bit of information I, I have is it's a group called the Center for Justice and Peace Building. Mm -hmm. that actually deals with trauma, uh, it deals with alternatives to our current policing techniques, but the Center for Pe Justice and Peace Building, we'll put the link uh, here in this, this uh, VOE episode, and go check out the resources that, that they have. They have a lot of resources that help people deal with trauma, that address some of the underlying causes in society that bring us to the point where we have riots and, and all of the other uh, expressions of anger that, that are showing up now. Okay. Thank you for leaving us with those resources and action items. I mean, we're all called to do. So I thank you so much, Glenn. Tony, what do you have? I think the greatest way to combat a lot of the stuff is just with accurate information. So first we should all be familiar with the department of justice's website because 
we're often given false statistics about crime. And when you look at the actual statistics in the United States, you realize, no, that's skewed and that's not real. And then it helps to reframe our mindset. There's an organization called the National Organization for Black Law Enforcement Executives, NOBLE. National Organization of Black Law Enforcement Executives. And it's primarily made up of federal law enforcement, chiefs of police, and sheriffs. Mm -hmm. And they give a great perspective and they have a great uh, framework of how the police should be interacting with the community. So becoming familiar with that website. And I actually spent Friday helping them to craft a response to all that's going on so they could publicize it. And uh, it was very well that their thinking process and, and their viewpoint was really important. Books that I think everyone should be looking at, there's a book called And So You Want to Talk About Race. I think that's a great resource, as well as White Supremacy and Me and White Fragility. And really, you can just Google things like how to be a, a good ally, and, and there's the Internet is filled with information. And as long as we do that and really think for all of us that we diversify our information stream. So become more familiar with black podcasts that are out there. Read black books, read books by black feminists. I think that's really important. And what that does is that helps us to get a more well-rounded perspective, which will also help to combat our biases. What's really powerful about everything that you all shared today is that we not only have wonderful resources, we not only have calls to actions, but you have equipped us with resources so that we can help our clients as they navigate these circumstances because it no matter what our topics are at some point in time this is touching all of us in our interactions with our clients and so this is powerful thank you all so much for your time and your energy glenn and tony i look forward to having you back in the boe studio in the future Glenn was kind enough to provide a handout featuring the helpful tools he shared with us. Please visit nsaspeaker.org forward slash VOE podcast to access members only resources. Thank you for your bravery and openness in joining me on today's episode of Voices of Experience, the podcast of the National Speakers Association. We have the power and responsibility to use our platforms for the greater good. Be safe, and I'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>